for all my people out there that got a job. Welcome back to another episode of Bree the Black Sheep. I'm your host, Bree the Black Sheep, the Black Bachelorette, self-proclaimed, because I don't want these niggas, these niggas want me. Hey, y'all, we are back for another episode. Um, I've been doing pretty good, okay? I feel like the transition in New York from summer to winter is real. Like, they don't have an in-between stage. So, like, it went from being... 80 degrees which is like 90 degrees here because the concrete to being like 50 degrees with wind with rain which feels like fucking 30 degrees it has been so cold this week immediately when the seasons change because we don't even get a fall stage i swear to god if you are a southerner or you from texas you know that under 60 degrees is cold we don't play that <laughs> we don't like that um as soon as it got cold me and my kids got sick zuri came home from school she was sick got jersey sick and then i was like "Woo, can't believe that both these niggas got sick and i survived because they was a mess woke up sick the next day i was like uh what is happening um and i was gonna go see the woman king with quincy which i'm gonna talk about later in my episode we're gonna cover it um and we had tickets to go i had tickets to go with quincy nife and the kids and um it ended up being sold out the one theater we went to it was sold out it was like that fucking big a deal but anyways Quincy was like I'm not playing with y'all I'm gonna wear my um mask the whole time because we end up finding another theater and she was like Mm-mm, I'm not getting sick so <laughs> yeah that was definitely a process all three of us sick in the house Jersey finally started school she's also in gymnastics Zuri is in dance so like juggling being sick they were sick gymnastics dance like oh and also winter, like, I'm just trying to get it together, okay? Girl's just trying to live her best life. So, speaking of living my best life, I remember I was talking to my cousin who, my cousin just turned 30 and he's having his first kid this year. So, congratulations to you. He did it right because um, 30 is when you're supposed to actually have kids, I feel, when you finally do things you want to do in life. But he was, I was asking what he'd been up to and he was like, you know, playing football and all these things. And I'm like... You know, I'm so proud of us for doing the things that we love still. Like I signed up to do volleyball. So my kids are both in activities. And I was like, you know what? I want to get back to doing the things that I love because I was a good ass volleyball player in high school and then went off to college where I didn't play volleyball for college, but I still played in like leagues. So, y'all, I paid for this expensive ass league in New York and it was a lot. So I was like, niggas who paying for this is playing this like they they actually can play good. So we went to tryouts. It was intense. Oh my gosh. So we I got a guy matched this good team. I told y'all last time. Um, we had our first game this week and we had like a scrimmage, won that scrimmage and got put on a certain like level, I guess. So this was our first official game this week. And Quincy, we can't even have spectators at the game because of COVID. But my girl Quincy was like, I'm going to come anyway. So she came and watched me. And I did so good, y'all. Like, I'm up here jumping and actually playing good in the real game. So we got our first win. I'm very proud of that. Um, so, yeah, life's been good. i also been back to my whole activities. Cannot wait to talk to you guys more about that later in the episode. Um so I'm trying to take care of my mental health. Please, all of you do that as well. Um, 
life's been good, you know? <laughs> let's get these nuts off because there's so many things to talk about this week that let's just let's just jump right into it. These nuts. <laughs> Got it. Okay, my first nut is fresh off the press. Like this just happened. Like I'm not sure when this episode's gonna release, but this should just happen right now. Tia Mary and her husband, Corey Hendrick, I think his last name is. Wow, Tia filed from divorce and like this to me came as a shocker I know that we never know what's really going on behind closed doors I was talking to Luli my my roommate I was like oh my god Tia filed for divorce she was like which one is that I said the one married to the black man I said because if it was the one married to the white man I'd be over here just you know a messy bitch living for the drama okay I would have been all up in that but Tia's is like what because she's always been vocal about her relationship she's always it doesn't it never seemed fake it never seemed like she was putting on a show it seemed like she genuinely loved this man and they found each other and they uh, i mean she put that they are in the divorce proceedings that they're divorcing due to iris iris god me and quincy just quincy voice messaged me about this and she couldn't say irreconcilable differences like she messed up on saying it and here I am laughing at her like, irri, irri, irri. <laughs> and then I can't say it. Irreconcilable differences. I even continued to say it before I started recording because I'm like, let me not forget. But a bitch been drinking. So, you know, anyways, this ain't about me. Damn. This is about Tia. OK, Tia is filing for a divorce due to irreconcilable differences, which we know means people just couldn't get along, couldn't agree to things. Um, And if. And for anyone, so it's all, it's been on the front page news. And I just wanted to say, like, if you are a real fan of Tia and you ever cared about her, mind your business and let her and her family just peacefully go through this. But since I'm not a good person, no, bitch, I'm, a, I'm annoyed. I'm like, I can't stand the celebrities continue to put irreconcilable differences. Let us know what's going on. Does this nigga have an outside baby? Did he cheat? What's what's happening? We saw what happened with uh, Nia Long, the uh, husband. I don't even remember the nigga name. So I want to know what's going on, okay? I am a nosy bitch. I'm a messy bitch who lives for the drama, okay? I'm not going to be doing front page news, but girl, let us know what's really going on. So anyways, she put up subliminals basically saying she's not going to continue to live in a lie instead of being comfortable in a facade, something like that. And then he went on to put up a message that says, when when you act off of emotion, no one wins or or you never win. Which to me sounds like this nigga's a gaslighter or a narcissist because it sounds very much like think what you want to think. But um, do you love your wife or not, nigga? Because 15 years married to a bad bitch like Tia, y'all better. Y'all niggas need to get it together. Okay, y'all niggas need to get it together because we were rooting for y'all. I was rooting for you, nigga, because I know whoever did it with my girl. All right, I got Tia's back. She cool as fuck. I know it wasn't my girl, especially if she filing and you responding like this. So <sighs> I really hate this for you, Tia. I hate that you're going through it. Not that you get a divorce, because if it's time, it's time. Pack it up and find you another nigga because you fine and you can do that. OK, hang out with me along and y'all figure out what y'all got to do. My next nut. Y'all know that I don't be liking to talk about people to pill. I don't really fuck about white news. None of that. When I'm over here talking shit about our black people in our community it's because i need to hold them accountable because we need better for our community i don't be getting a fuck with people appell doing if it don't uh got nothing to do with us that being said if i'm going to have to talk about this nigga brett Favre, you know that this nigga did some crazy ass shit 
Brett Favre, this white man who I guess is a retired NFL player, I don't even know what he does or who he is or he don't really matter to me and he ain't nowhere in my world. Um, He is at the center of a fucking scandal because he decided to steal $94 million, so almost $100 million worth of money that was going to poor black people and it affected poor black women the most. And so he was literally stealing money from welfare, like a hundred million dollars and doing shit like putting money into his daughter's into his daughter's uh, school's volleyball team, like putting millions into that niggas who already rich, still in millions from stuff that could help people. And for y'all, anybody saying anything about, well, these people shouldn't be on welfare. First of all, white people are the majority of people on welfare. Welfare. Second of all, if you are born into a poor family in this world, because all the rich niggas right now is rich off of just being born into the richness. Okay. Don't sit up here and tell people who do not have access, do not have financial literacy, that they don't deserve help. Because, bitch, right now, I'm not on any type of welfare. And if I could, I would. I make just above the fucking budget and I'm out here in, in New York struggling. So people really do need that money. So the fact that this white ass man decided to use his privilege and be a whole ass scammer, you fucking welfare queen. The fact that you stealing all this money, being that shameful and continuing and just building more fucking wealth and privilege shit that you already have enough money to do these people be so damn evil like i could not imagine imagine being in this world where so many people are suffering starving and so many kids are impacted by fucking greed people being so greedy they're not even allowed to prosper, even have a chance to prosper. And then knowing I'm already rich and taking more money from starving children. Like, you are so despicable. But not only Brett Favre, this is for everyone in America because this is not even a huge story. The Nia Long husband story, him cheating, was more, was way more overshadowing than Brett Favre. Like, people are really not caring that this nigga appropriated, uh, misappropriated. 100 million fucking dollars 100 million dollars this nigga is a scammer could you imagine a black person scamming 100 million dollars from white people and then not being like he's a fucking terrorist but white people in america will still cover for other white people because they want white innocence to shine through so that nobody else thinks that it's a big deal no one is even making this out to be a big deal do y'all know that uh what's that name nigga name rick vick What's that nigga name that had them dog fights? The fact that I can't even remember and it was such a huge deal. He had those dog fights and they acted like he was the worst human being in the world, which, yeah, it's awful. It's awful period to be having animals fight against each other. But human beings who steal money and literally having these children out here starving is way worse than having dogs fight. But this nigga went to jail for like eight years for that. I cannot remember his name. And I know somewhere, yeah, like my listeners right now are listening like, oh, his name's blah, blah. It's Vic something. Something Vic. Anyways, I know y'all know who I'm talking about because everyone knows the story. That was a huge source of like gossip for so long. They like made this man to be the most shameful criminal in the entire world for dog fights. And this nigga Brett Favre is getting away with $100 million in scamming people out of money people who really need it not just privileged white people not just taking privileged white people money like it's just it blows my mind uh, anyways my next minute 
Because speaking of white innocence and white lives and people just giving a fuck about them so much, Kanye West, who I'm so tired of talking about this nigga. The fact I just want to say again, and of course we have to say this because when it's a a man, a male celebrity, especially a black man in our community, we have to say how we just loved him and we were rooting for him, blah, blah, for anyone to care about a black woman's opinion on the matter. But this used to be my favorite artist in the entire world. Like I knew all of his shit word for word. I have to continue to say that because when I talk about this nigga, I just want to slap the dog shit out of him. Like I just, I'm so annoyed that it's like, it actually is mind bottling that this man continues to do so much. And just, it's just like no regard for black people. He just don't fucking care. He went from one side of spectrum all the way to the other side. And it's wild to me. Um, Kanye West decided to wear a White Lives Matter shirt. And let me break this down a little bit for the niggas who just think that it's publicity stunt. He's a genius. It's going to some blah, blah. Let me just tell you why this is so crazy. Because he came out and said Black Lives Matter was, was a scam. Okay, nigga, Black Lives Matter was a slogan. And and it's talk y'all know what the fuck it, it was about. Let me just stop. I'm not even about to argue with y'all because it's like trying, it's just a big being gaslit. It's like black people haven't explained over and over again racism does exist when we know it exists. But for a black man to not only say that that's an issue, but you're wearing a shirt that says white lives matter. Why not all lives matter? Even that's terrible. But why white lives matter? Because everyone in the world knows that white lives matter. We've seen white lives like Brett Favre be protected. We've seen white people time and time again get to do whatever they want. Bomb schools, shoot up schools, all these crazy ass things and get literally shoot up church and just get pleasantly handcuffed and, and get taken out to eat. We know white lives matter all day, every day. So why is your shirt not saying uh Mexican lives matter, Spanish lives matter, Chinese lives matter, Asian lives matter. Why is he saying white lives matter? You're going to sit up here and try to gaslight the world and, and to acting like this is this actually helps black people in any way. And even if you are trying to say you don't give a fuck about black people anymore, what is your point here? Especially with Candace Owens, dumbass. What are you doing? And the thing is, Kanye West never addresses or supports black women. Never mind, strike that. He always addresses black women, but he never supports black women until it's someone like Candace Owens, who is a straight up coon. And he he never addresses black men who have something to say about him because Boosie been going off on him lately. But what he does address is a black woman because he knows at the end of the day, other people will gang up on this black woman like everyone else in the world loves to do. And so he will continue to go after a black woman who calling him out on his bullshit, but he will not address the next man ever. When Con or Haley Beaver, a white girl who calling him out on his bullshit, he always selectively only says shit to black women. And it's so disgusting that niggas know this. Niggas like Tory Lanez know that the public will always harner against a black woman so that it's like, oh, let me just jump on the train that I know I can win. That shit is so fucking annoying to me. I'm so tired of this nigga. Like, I'm tired of the fact that y'all continue to have these dissertations about, well, what could this mean? If this was Christelle Michelle, y'all would have let her ass rot like y'all did when she sang for Trump. So why is it that when a black man does something so coonery like this, it's always people saying, well, he is a genius. So maybe this is actually a political stunt so that we can get white people's money and put it back into black. This nigga's worth a billion dollars. When does he put money back into black people? This nigga is worth a billion dollars. All he has done over the last 
decade is assimilate to whiteness, have mixed children, care about those lives. And the wider up you go, care about shit like that. He has not done nothing for black people, hung with black people, being in community with black people. And I know his mama is rolling over in her grave, wanting to slap the dog shit out of him. I know she haunts him in his nightmares. I know it. Ain't no way this black woman knows that her son is doing this crazy shit. And I'm so tired of y'all saying he ain't been right since he lost his mama. Well, he's just, he's going through a mental health crisis. Everybody is going through a mental health crisis. Meg Thee Stallion is literally going through the worst times, having being gaslit by America, getting shot by a black man. And do y'all give a fuck about that? No, you only care about black men doing coonery because you want so bad for black men to be able to say whatever the fuck they want and it be backed. And the fact that Boosie, someone else so fucking idiotic and stupid, is is having to be the one to go against this black man is mind-blowing to me. You know it's bad when Boosie has something to say about it. When Boosie is standing up for black people against another person, you know it's bad. This is two black men who have done nothing but be destructive towards black people. Boosie literally hired prostitutes to have sex with his underage children. Like, and y'all will still support the fuck out of this. Niggas are still on my Facebook talking about genius. And I just need y'all to know that Woo, y'all can have them. Y'all, y'all can have them, niggas. Y'all can have them. Kim Kardashian and all the white women who love black men, y'all can have those niggas. Please, I love it when they come out and expose themselves because I'm telling you right now, we don't want it. <sighs> My next nut. Speaking of Tory Lanez, because I am just irritated. And speaking of black men doing the buffoonery, LeBron James posted a video jamming out Tory Lane's music. And for a lot of people who think it's just music, who cares? Let me tell you this. Tory Lane's had absolutely no type of real height of fame until he shot Meg Thee Stallion. Until other black men had a reason to hate Meg Thee Stallion for getting shot, as well as defending a black man because y'all want to defend a black man's right to do any and everything, including destroying our own culture because you just won't. Y'all want black men to have power over everything else. Y'all would love for black men to be able to do whatever they want because y'all think men should be able to do what they want over the benefit of our well-being in the world. It's crazy to me. So LeBron, knowing that this man is so controversial, why would you do something so stupid? Knowing you married to a black woman, have a black daughter, why would you do this? I just don't get it. It's so crazy to me that all it took was this man, Tory Lanez, shooting a black woman, saying that she lied, coming out and literally tormenting and terrorizing her for a year or two for y'all to jump on his bandwagon and suddenly be acting like he is just the, the king of R&B. This nigga has never been that popular or that successful until this Meg Thee Stein shit. Like, it's just so crazy to me. The baby stupid ass coming out trying to... Y'all know that black women is the shit. Y'all know we are the fucking hype. The baby literally coming out of the fucking woodwork saying he fucked Meg Thee Stein before the shooting shit. And it's crazy because, nigga, if that's the truth, if you fucked Meg Thee Stein right before she got shot, the fact that you didn't give a fuck about her getting shot and continue to work with Tory Lanez is even more blasphemous. Like, you niggas show y'all ass. And that's the reason why y'all ass ain't selling records now. That's the reason why you losing fame by the second. And I'm telling you right now, when the, the reckoning comes, all y'all niggas done. All of y'all niggas done. I'm telling y'all because black women still continue to prosper in this world no matter what. So fuck out of here. Fuck you, LeBron, because... I'm just so beyond disappointed coming out of place of her. I've let go of Kanye a long time ago. Fuck that nigga. The fact that I really 
supported and admired someone like LeBron and his family, it's just like, it's distasteful. Do better. Do better, my nigga. Oh, and while we are at it, since we was just on the babies, dumbass, his uh, white bone baby mama has been on and making headlines recently because what she loves to do is stop a black woman's bag because this bitch is so jealous and insecure of black women. I swear. Y'all love to act like y'all are just so much more beautiful than black women so you have no reason to hate. All y'all do is sit around and care about what we doing. Copy our, our clothes, routines, hairstyles, mannerisms, every fucking thing. That is... Danny Lay, I be watching her interview. She literally puts on a black black scent. She really be trying hard to be talking like, and this mad funny dog. Like she talks like like that and bitch you was not talking like that when you first came up so you sound like she's so goofy and corny to me and it's crazy my point is she making headlines because she didn't want to film an episode with b simone due to wilding out it was also said that she didn't want to film an episode with this uh black woman in i think chicago detroit somewhere i can't remember the name the lady's name um and my issue i don't give a fuck what they talking about who said what, who y'all think, whatever. My issue is with the way that y'all view people. The moment that a non-black woman, because this bitch swears she yellow bone, she white bone, has a disagreement with a black woman, especially of browner skin or darker skin tone, you automatically think that y'all automatically see the non-black woman is innocent. Same thing I'm saying about Brett Favre. White is innocence in the world. And the darker you are, the least innocent you are. Unless you're a, a man. Because they don't give a fuck. You could be black as night like Seal. Or, or Terry Crews on his coonery. And people don't give a fuck. Um, but when you are a woman, white is always innocent. So the fact that in the comments, and B. Simone even said that this be true, y'all still will like back and defend a non-black woman over a black woman because you, you're like, well, she couldn't have it met you like that. Well, maybe she's protecting her mental health. Well, maybe, blah, blah. well, bitch, don't go on the show. Don't go on the show. Don't go where black women are. If you too afraid to go head to head with a black woman because you so fucking um, threatened by us, don't do it. And all you fucking goofies in the comment section who just Want, who quickly want to defend a, a non-black woman or a white bone because you think black women are so whatever the fuck threatened or feel some type of way. We don't fucking care again. I will say this again and again. Black women have our own lames. We literally support each other and have the most degrees out of every race and ethnicity. Like we are the teens. Okay. I am so annoyed with the fact that y'all automatically see us as um, guilty. Same with Meg Thee Stallion. Same with my child. My daughter goes to school and is innocent and as amazing as she is making straight A's. Teachers will still call her out or try to act like she's doing something wrong. If she's literally doing absolutely nothing, adjusting her face, someone's talking to her. The moment you see a dark-skinned child or a dark-skinned woman, y'all love to act like they're the problem. And that shit is so tiring. It gaslights black women into thinking that no matter how we say something, no matter what we say or how we do speak up for ourselves. And I love the way B. Simone spoke up for herself and, and what she said on that interview. And I love that a lot of people were supporting her because at this point, Danny Lay literally made a song antagonizing black women by saying that she is a light skinned woman or a yellow bone when she is absolutely not. And y'all will still allow this woman or see her as innocent and think like, oh, she went through so much. Bitch, when I seen that video of the baby disrespecting her ass, I was like, hmm. And you got exactly what you deserve. However, if that had been a black woman, y'all wouldn't have gave a fuck about her. <sighs> Moving on. So my next nut is the fact that 
Kodak Black apologizes to PNB Rock's girlfriend. And y'all ate it up. Everybody in the comment section talking about, and Elise apologized and blah, blah. And again, black men can do whatever they want to do because this woman saw her partner get murdered in front of her eyes. Trauma that will follow her the rest of her life. Something that will literally change the trajectory of her life. And all she did was post a plate. Didn't even tag the location. She tagged that she was at Roscoe's Chicken Dinner. She didn't say off 17th Street. So it came out by the detectives that she was not the reason. They were already there scoping the place out. And, you know, he was the target. So now all of a sudden, people have any type of remorse for this woman. Even if she had been a reason and they stalked her page, the fact that y'all had absolutely no remorse for this woman is mind-bottling. So the so all these headlines and people saying what they what they said, Nicki Minaj, Kodak Black, the fact that the shade room was amping that shit up to make this woman feel even worse about herself. She has not even been online or said nothing. Like I know that she is truly, truly deeply going through it in a way that I cannot even fucking imagine. The fact that all it took was Kodak back saying his stupid ass apology, which it was not even great, by the way. It was just it was literally the least he could do. It was like literally just spitting at a person and being like, oh, my bad. I was just going. Nigga said I had a migraine and I was just this first thing I, I thought. So I just said what I said. And the fact that y'all are applauding him lets me know that men can literally do whatever. And y'all just will applaud the bare minimum. A nigga could beat the shit out of you and throw a bandaid and you'll be like, Oh, see, do you see him carrying? Oh my God. Y'all get on my damn nerves. Y'all really do. And I seen so many of the people I follow in the comment section talking about respect. Oh yeah, but shut the fuck up. Shut y'all asses up. No, it's not respect because he shouldn't have shut that shit in the first place. He should have shut the fuck up. And that's all that y'all need to be in the comments saying. Next time, think before you speak and shut the fuck up. Because somebody just saw that their partner being fucking murdered. And like I said last week, if she had set that shit up, she wouldn't have been sitting in front of him watching it happen. Fuck no. Y'all, y'all have no respect for yourselves, And that's why y'all don't have empathy for anyone else's. Because y'all don't value yourselves on some real shit. That shit is traumatic and sad as hell. And I'm really, really sorry she had to go through it. So Kodak Black, you can kiss my ass with that apology all the way around. Oh, my next night. And I wish I could say that we're almost done, but we got three more to go because I just have to talk about these things. Um, I'm going to quickly talk about Jeffrey Dahmer because I feel the same way about this shit that I feel about all of the rest of the shit I was just talking about. The fact that this nigga literally, I remember hearing about this when I was in um, working at the the post office and going through the facts and over what this man did. This again, lets me know that as black men, y'all do not value yourselves because this man, it'd be different if he murdered a whole bunch of black women. I could understand y'all not giving a fuck. This man murdered and cut the dicks and dismembered black men. And all y'all are running to the damn streets, screaming from the rooftop, how cute this nigga was, how this nigga had mental health issues, how Live Jennings said he was cool as fuck and he's saying to the nigga in jail, even though he knew this nigga was a murderer, like, oh, how cute his shades is. Like the fact that y'all are saying everything or except the fact that this was so despicable and disgusting. I'm I'm never going to watch this. I think it's insane that white people continue to spit in our faces and make 
glorifying. You're saying it wasn't glorifying. It's glorifying to make a documentary about this yet again. This is the second story about this shit. Yes, I'm irritated as fuck with Evan Peters talking about, I couldn't wait to play a serial killer nigga. There are so many white men in real life who who do these things that we don't need anybody playing it on movies to continue to let more white men know how fucking sensational and cool that this is. You really think that if a black man had been murdering decade longs of black men and this, I mean, decade longs of white men, if a black man was murdering white men out there, cutting off their dicks, you really think they would have made a movie about it? No. Why do you think there's no serial male serial killers killing white people out there because it's not sensationalized white people know that they have the privilege to do this shit and you niggas will still go to jail with these niggas like life jenna and sing to them y'all are so crazy not only will you let a black man say and do whatever y'all will let a white man who legit was convicted and found guilty of murdering your people but you know what pnb was just killed by another black man so of course, y'all do not value yourselves. It's very sad. The biggest disconnect in our culture is the fact that black men who have the most power because they're still men oppressing women have all this power and privilege and still don't value each other person to person. White people at least respect each other. They'll still protect Brett Favre. Wouldn't care if he was swindling them. They're going to protect the fact that he is a white person and they are a white person. Y'all do not look at the, the next black man and respect them because y'all don't respect yourselves. That's all I got to say on that. The last two things, my last two nuts is going to Joe Budden and Antonio Brown because these men are despicable. They're so wildly despicable and outrageous. Joe Budden went on his podcast and not only has he in back in the day admitted to pleasuring his dog and still having a podcast and a place to speak. He admitted to stealthing women. Stealthing women, which is also rape, means you are having sex with women and taking off the condom. This can lead to AIDS. This can lead to herpes. This can lead to an unwanted pregnancy because you swear women be trapping men. Look at you niggas. Openly admitted to that. And all of the people in the comments talk about this is not that big a deal. Y'all too sensitive. You, The fact that y'all don't think it's a big a deal that you are tricking women into um, exposing us to fucking STDs if we are not consenting to something in sex and you are still doing it without us knowing, because it's my baby daddy did this to me when I had uh, Zuri. He would take the condom off without me knowing. And I, back in the day, I didn't know that there was a word for it. I would just get upset about it. Like the fact that y'all openly talk about harming women like this is so gross. Just out there exposing them to STDs, unwanted pregnancies. And in the state of Texas, I'm going to have to have that baby over my life. Literally have to die for an unwanted pregnancy. So... Yeah, it is that big a deal. And Joe Budden is so fucking disgusting. He canceling doesn't even mean anything anymore. But this nigga, y'all got to stop letting these niggas just come in here and ruin our culture. It's disgusting. It's so and openly wildly admitting it like I'm tired. My last and fucking final nut. And I'm just so ready to be done with these nuts because it's just like, woo. But I needed to get this off because y'all got it. Y'all need to do better. Antonio Brown was in the pool. And the crazy thing to me is, is the fact this was happening to a white woman and they was letting this shit happen. This nigga was naked in the pool, exposing his dick all every day, all everywhere. Keisha Cole, how are you? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm a root for black women, so I'm gonna just leave her out of it. But like, I don't understand how she was ever saw how much this nigga was doing and ever thought she should ever be. That's neither here nor there nor anywhere in the atmosphere. This nigga Antonio Brown was in the pool exposing his dick jumping up and down putting his bare ass in this white woman's face and literally waterboarding her like drowning her into the water when i was watching it i was like clenching my body up feeling like this man might literally kill this woman or you can dry drown you can like 
take in water and then later on the day literally die from it going down the wrong way and he was just doing it with other men in the background egging him on who sounded like white men so i just was like whoa like the fact that y'all can openly do this shit and not only that he doubled down on it and made a rap about it made a whole song about it like i'm just oh lord my kids my kids is calling okay <laughs> i gotta get up out of here and go get these kids so i'm gonna take a break and i'll come back and give y'all the juicy ass tea so let the hang with me because it gets better okay All right, y'all, I'm back. And I just took a break and went and got the best massage of my life. When I tell y'all, oh my gosh. Uh, it. My therapist have been telling me to go get a massage. And she was like, don't get one less than an hour. Get an hour or more. And when I tell, oh my gosh, it was just so, so good. The one time I got a massage was when I first came to New York. And that lady had me like foaming at the mouth. It was so good. This time I had a man. And I'm like, first of all, I just literally left my house and, and Zuri was watching Rush Hour. So, you know, I'm already feeling very much the Asian persuasion. So I get there. This man got the softest hands ever. I am naked. He is. It is such a sensual feeling getting your whole body touched and massaged while you're naked and they're doing your toes. I'm like, is this man in love with me? And then he held my hand at one point because he has to push me down. I'm like, this is what's going on okay he was very old and i'm like what what you trying to do sir <laughs> but anyways because like, i can take me home with jackie chan real quick is that racist anyways anyways st stick with me stick with me so i'm feeling good now i am ready to bring you guys this spicy ass raunchy ass motherfucking story i had the craziest weekend like <laughs> i am y'all know i'm on my spiritual liberation shit so I had to tell y'all how crazy my threesome was. Not only that, but the events that led up after it that just happened this past weekend because <laughs> I am just, I'm full of myself. I'm gonna be real, I'm full of myself, okay? So let's just start from the beginning, right? Okay, so first I met this dude, his name was Jordan. And we met through this celebrity artist that I used to like, or I know online or whatever. Um, both of us attended one of his like, um, he had like a signing and like a painting session and me and Jordan met there and then added each other on Instagram, which is kind of flirt back and forth. Finally, we hung out, we fucked and you know, Jordan's cool. He's cute, tall, dark. Unfortunately, he looks a little bit too much like my first baby daddy. And while wow, that nigga is fine, it's just too close to, to for comfort. And he also like has. I'm gonna be honest. He has this smell. There's this smell that all of the the men in New York smell like that drives me crazy. It's like this spicy. I don't know if it's old spice. It's like the spicy like. I don't know, peppermint type. I smell it all the time from all different races of men. I smell it in the subway, airport. Like there is this one New York cheap smell. To me, it smells cheap. I hate it so much. And so Jordan smells like this. And like literally when I walk in his house, the whole house smells like it. So I wouldn't necessarily say it stinks, but it's like the smust that I cannot stand. It's like one of those smells that like, I don't know how niggas thought that this smelled good. But if you actually have women close to you that would tell you the truth they would tell you the shit stinks because i hate it or maybe it's a personal thing but anyways 
he's cute or whatever. And what I liked about him is that this nigga got money. They he has a great job, takes care of himself, lives by himself, whatever. Um, and I was attracted to that. So while you know I date women, niggas are definitely good for penetration because not all women have straps, and I do love penetration. And I will fuck a nigga for my sexual satisfaction. I will do whatever I want to do with my body. Okay, what Meg say? I don't know about y'all, but I love my body. I do what I want to with my body. When I want to with my body. With who I want to with my body. Cause it's who? My body. Yes, I know that's right. <laughs> so anyways, Jordan was cool. We had sex a couple times, literally two times. And the first time was good or whatever. His head is great. Like he really, really be doing some things. But the second time we did it, it was like, really good i'm like okay jordan paying attention to stuff he um learned some new things it was really really good the second time but um i don't know what it was we just continued to be cool on instagram but he do say problematic things on instagram so that's the thing when you meet dudes in person and they actually cool to be around but then you see the post that they put up men's manhood is built upon oppressing women so sometimes this nigga will say out of pocket shit and I have to flame his ass up and I'm like ugh, I don't like that so after the second time we did it we kind of just just stayed remain cool friends and he would tell me about events whatever he was respectful enough well I had decided I just wanted to be very free and curious and try new things so I hit him up and I was like look you got a friend and maybe we can try a threesome because at this point in my life I've had many threesomes y'all let me not hold y'all i've had about nine maybe and usually there were couples a man and a woman they just want me to join and for the most part every single one has been fucking dope there was one time i was in a threesome and i went to go meet up with the girl i was gonna have a threesome with well one of my stupid ass friends got drunk that night and was like i don't even think that she was actually really that drunk but this is my only threesome horror story she was like, no, I want to go with you, blah, blah. I was like, girl, I'm trying to go meet up with this couple to have a threesome. You know, I'll be fucking with them. You need to go home. She was like, I'm so drunk. What do you want me to do? Just drive home. Bitch, you drove me all the way here. So whatever. My The girl was like, it's cool. She can lay with us. But blah, blah. I know I'm taking a sidebar, but y'all got to know this. Y'all got to know my, my sexual stories. This is what we doing for the month of October. Um, And so she comes in and was like, I'm so drunk. I'm going to go to sleep. So she falls asleep. I'm like, all right, the bed is huge. So me and the couple was like, all right, whatever. She sleep over there. We going to go over here and do our thing. Why in the middle of the threesome, I feel someone giving me head from the back. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is the dude. It like, it felt different because we had fucked before all three of us, me and his, him and his girlfriend. It just felt weird and gross. So I look over, he is in the front with his girlfriend. I'm like, what's going on? I look back. It is my friend who just randomly woke up and started giving me head. I legit was like, hell the fuck no. Because this is a girl I've had issues with, jealousy issues with, her acting like constantly trying to fuck my partners and just do weird shit. This is way back in the day, y'all. Um, so that was my only threesome horror story because that bitch decided to input herself and literally fucking, I won't use the R word, but like you was not invited to this and it was weird. And literally we stopped, we all stopped. And like, it just was the most uncomfortable feeling. But back, back to, to Jordan, okay? <laughs> so I've had plenty of threesomes. I be living my black ass life my whole life. I am like, I am on my, my shit, okay? I be doing whatever I want to do. And 
I was like, okay, do you have any friends? And he was like, I got plenty of friends and I got options for you. So not only did he have friends who were down, he gave me a, a like, I got to swipe through like it was Tinder, dog. Like I was like, this is the shit. Jordan is, this is what's up. Okay. So I was like, cool. I went through it. Yo, he has some fine ass motherfucking friends. Like, oh my God, because I have only had threesomes with a man and a woman. I wanted two dudes just so I can, you know, experience this. And I told him straight up, I don't want this to be like no train, no gang. But I don't want y'all thinking that this is for y'all. This is literally for me. And I want to be centered in this shit. And he was like, no, we got you. We 100% will take care of you, treat you like you deserve you will feel like this is about you. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm swiping to the, through these niggas like Tinder because first of all, he an alpha. All these niggas is alphas. And if you know anything about college, you know alphas, they do, they got the best dick. I'm sorry. Alphas just, I don't know what y'all be doing, what y'all be breeding in these these classes when if there's some type of initiate, initiation where y'all got to give the best head or you can't join because alphas be putting it down and and, and smacking it I, I, I don't know what to tell you okay so i'm swiping through he had a, a real it was about out of these two dudes one who was short and fine and then one who was tall and i mean like goddess sculpted this nigga herself to come down and join us like i knew that that he was for me and so i told him it's out of these two dudes and he was like, oh, I'm surprised that you chose this dude since he's short. I said, I will, we got love for the short kings. Don't do him. I don't give a fuck. Okay, I don't give a damn. Is he confident? What's up? So he was like, um, so what's your, what's, your, what's your final pick? And so I was like, okay. The other dude just was like the energy. It was just like I, I felt it. I felt it through the phone. Like even when I have been on Tinder before and I swipe, I have never had a bad experience swiping to nigga on Tinder ever. I have always wait what was that one? Oh no that wasn't tender i've always been able to to gauge the energy through the phone and just know what's about to happen so i pick his friend keith yo keith mm, i'm gonna get to keith later so jordan's like all right let's set up a day we set up a day the day comes i think this is last year in november so i have we got to catch you all the way up to the messiness that happened this past weekend because it it, it trickles all the way this year so november i'm on my grown woman shit and we set the date the date comes around jordan's like you still about it about it i said nigga you about it about it your friend about it about it? what's what's going on so he's like let's go what what time you coming i said i'll be there at eight i show up it's just me and jordan at first i'm like you got some drink we drinking having a good time i was like all right let me go pee let me um break the seal right now so i can still feel my drunkenness i go to pee and when I come out, Keith is coming through the door. Keith. So he's like, hey, how you doing? He gives me a hug. Y'all, Keith is motherfucking glorious. This nigga, first of all, he looks like Jonathan Majors from Love. Love. I can never see that fucking word show. It's like a tongue twister from Lovecraft. Craft. Lovecraft Country. He is it Lovecraft County or whatever. That, that show from HBO with um jesse smollett he looks just like this nigga like i oh oh my god i like you know i'm not even someone who is like super into men y'all know i love women so the fact that this nigga surpassed my expectations and he's 
he hugged me. He smells so good. Like, oh my God. Y'all. It was a moment. I was like, okay. Um, what's up? <laughs> so the cool thing that I liked about them is like we up until the sexual part, they did not touch me. They did not touch me. They weren't weird. Their energy was cool. We all just literally had a talk. We played games. Um, at one point, Keith was like, oh, do you want to go? Do you smoke? I was like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. I smoke. Do you want to go to the roof? And because Jordan doesn't allow smoking in his house, Jordan also does not smoke. So, you know, that type of nigga. Okay. That type of nigga. So, Keith's like, all right, well, let's go upstairs. Jordan's like, oh, I'm going to come with y'all. Keith was like, oh, you going to smoke? And Jordan's like, no, I'm going to just come hang. So I thought that was a little weird. I'm like, is he being possessive? Like, does he not want us to be alone together? And I'm like, maybe I'm reading too much into this. Like, I ain't that important. Let's, we go upstairs. We all, we talking, we chilling. Like, still nobody's touching me. So at this point, I'm dry, which means I'm drunk and high at the same time, but also wet because I am throbbing. Like, I'm like, I absolutely cannot wait to fuck the shit out of these niggas. Like, I I know in their head, they think that they're going to conquer me. But in my head, I'm like, I'm ready for you niggas. I, this is about me. So we go back downstairs. We play one last game of Uno. And because I'm a Leo, bitch, I win. Because I, I'm not here to play games with you, nigga. I'm here to win games, Okay. This is about me. Like, this is my moment. I set this shit up. Y'all here for me. <laughs> so, things quickly get spicy. Jordan turns on some popping ass music. And I take my dress off. And underneath my dress, I wore, like, this fishnet suit. And I was, like, slim thick. Perfect. Like, I just know that I looked so motherfucking good that day. I had my blonde braids in i looked so good because when i dropped the dress they literally gasp the gasps they gasp okay they were like oh shit like what i did like about these niggas is that they were very vocal okay and also not only did jordan have a good job keith had an even better job both these niggas i made good money both these niggas made way more money than me like keith had this nice ass car nice ass job I had to go check on him and look look him up because nigga is somebody like they had me all they had my pussy throbbing I was like whoa so they were like damn like you did it with that suit like you look good matter of fact leave that shit on for a bit so <laughs> we, we get it popping like they start to undress I lay down Y'all, first of all, what I enjoyed about this so much was the fact that they both gave me head at the same fucking time. Like, I was like, this is like a movie. Like, I could not believe this. And this is what I want women to take away from this real quick. Like, anything that you're afraid to do because people are going to judge you, who gives a fuck? I had one of the best sexual experiences of my life because... I decided to go for it and ask for what I wanted and got exactly what I wanted. And these niggas wasn't playing. They pleased the fuck out of me together, together, like teamwork. No, they did not touch each other. And I tried. I was like, I just want y'all to know that I'm an open bitch. Like, I don't care if y'all want to touch each other. And they didn't even get offended. They were like, no, nah, we don't do that. Like, we definitely straight. We definitely here for you. But that's not us. And I was like, OK, respect. But also, if you change your mind. 
I will respect that as well. Um, so yeah, they just, it was magnificent. Like it was so damn perfect. I was drunk. I gave them rough day money. Like in the midst of it, the, what I loved was like, Keith was like whispering in my fucking ear. He was like, girl, your shit is so good. Like you have the best pussy. Like I'm telling you right now, I'm coming back for this. Like he was not like, it's like, okay, Jordan, it was cool. When we fucked, blah, blah. But Keith came and was like, nah, bitch, you about to get, this, I'm about to tear this pussy up. And did, and did. Like, uh, 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 I was speechless. Like they left no crumbs. They did not. They, they ate my soul out, like had me wet and we went for hours. Like it was, it was phenomenal. I mean, it was just as good as they hyped it up to be. Like, I, I feel like I was in a porno, no lie. Like I was like, it was so intimate, sensual. Like it wasn't just rowdy. I mean, it was rowdy. It was rowdy. It was, it was, it was hype, but it wasn't like, you know, you see the porn and they just like slapping the girl or like choking her or just like like just on some weird slave shit it was not like that it was truly so passionate and dope that like i'm like oh my gosh like this is amazing so we wrap it up i don't want to go too too much in detail because it was like i'll be here forever and i still got still got to catch y'all up to this year um so we wrap it up. Um, I also love that Keith was like, you like, well, both of them, they were like, you smell so good. Like you taste and smell so good. And one thing you, you, you're not about to do is hype Leo up. Okay. I'm a Leo. I already got a big head. So what you can do is continue to give me all those compliments. Cause it just makes me even wetter. Like they had me throbbing. I'm like, ah, thank you. I know I have this one perfume. It's Amber oil. I love it so much, but usually women love it. It's usually like the smell that like lesbians attract lesbians, but like, they loved it. They were sniffing me, kissing all on me, making out with me, making out with my pussy, kissing all of my lips, like kissing my ass, biting my ass. Like it was like, yo, wild. Okay, wow. So we finish up. And Jordan walks out the room. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go get cleaned up, blah, blah. So a, a good ass song was on. And I, for the life of me, I cannot remember it. I remembered it all the way up until literally recording. And I cannot right now think of what song it was but it's playing i'm twirling around i'm twerking my butt because i'm cute or whatever i'm like i just had a night keith like don't don't start because you're gonna get it started again so i turn my neck around like nigga i ain't put the, my clothes on yet what you trying to do so while jordan is out the room me and keith go to town one last time like it was <laughs> it was magnificent i don't know how many times i'll tell y'all but it was so good. Like, it had me thinking about it, masturbating to it, like, for days on end. Um, so, Jordan comes back in the room. We all get dressed. Um, it's time to go. And I'm like, you know, and this this is a point I want y'all to remember. Because the two times that I fucked Jordan, I took the bus there and then paid for my own lift back. Never once offered me uh, a ride to get home. And so, I was like, you know, is it cool if y'all pay for my lift? And... This is when I realized Keith drives. Keith was like, oh, no, I got a car. I can drive you home. I was like, for real? He was like, yeah. Like, what's up? So he lives in the Bronx, y'all. This is a Bronx-ass nigga. And this is far. So he went out his way to, you know, tell me he was going to take me home. Why Jordan is like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, too. So Keith is like, I'm going to the Bronx. I'm going to a party, in, like, way in the Bronx. I'm not coming back. He was like, no, it's cool, man. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I've been meaning to go to a party. So Keith is looking like, 
mm, like it's out of character like it's it's weird for him to want to go to this party then this is me realizing like jordan does not want us to be alone like jordan don't want me and keith to be by ourselves and it's weird to me because me and jordan just cool we fucked twice and i don't understand it so i'm like mm, okay so anyways me and keith are in the front seat jordan is in the back seat when we get in this nigga's car first of all this nigga has like the nicest fucking car. I can't remember if it's a Beamer, a Mercedes, or an Audi. Beamer, Benz, a Bentley. It might have been a Bentley. But it is, like, engraved inside with it, with his initials. It's, like, this, I mean, this, like, um, is it suede or leather? It is leather. It is hooked the fuck up. This nigga's car is nice. I'm like, oh, my God. What a grown-ass man. What a grown-ass man. I just, oh, man. I I, I live, so... Drove me home. Jordan makes sure to hop out the car. Um, he hugs me and he's like, yeah, I hope you had a good night. And, you know, how do you feel? I was like, oh, I can't wait to get up inside so I can call my best friend and tell her about this fucking night. And he like, he laughs. So still, Jordan was cool, you know, blah, blah. That happens. So that's November, right? Fast forward, you know, all this time goes by all the way up into my birthday of August. Because from that point on, Maybe later in that month, that's when I met my the girl I was talking to at the time. So all this time, I've been talking to the same person up until like right around August or, or this this summer. And we stopped talking, the person I was talking to. So I'm, I'm free. I'm doing my thing. I'm single. And I'm like, you know what? It's my birthday. How about round two? Because I'm trying to feel special. And that was a special ass moment. So, of course, I hit up Jordan. I'm like, round two. He's like. Uh, I've been waiting on you. What's up? So I'm like, okay, cool. And keep in mind, we have me and Jordan have not had nothing since the last threesome. We we haven't by ourselves hooked up or nothing. So, um, yeah. So he's like round two, and I'm like, he's like, well, which day is good for you? And I'm like, let's do it on the actual like the ninth, which turns into my birthday on the tenth. So at midnight that night, while we fucking. Y'all niggas can sing me happy birthday. Y'all can, you know, bring in my 30th with me. And so he's like, let me hit up uh, Keith. Let's see what's up. Keith is down because that nigga said he was coming back for this pussy anyway. Okay. Clearly, you ain't never had nothing like this. Okay. So... My birthday comes around. The the night comes around. We run that shit back. And it was not as amazing as the first time, but it was still really good. Like, there was something about that first time that blew me out the water. So this time, so if the first time was like 110, this time was about a 95. Like, it was really, really good. But ain't nothing, ain't nothing gonna top that first time. Like, Lord Jesus, nothing will top that shit. So... Yeah, we have, I, I was dressed in a cute little dress. I had my hair done. Like, I was cute as fuck. And Keith was definitely happy to see me. <laughs> um, And we had us a good little time in the midst of getting my back blown out. Getting my back blown out. They definitely sung me happy birthday while in me. Um, So that was cute. <laughs> um, You know, and Jordan was a little less weird this time, like. We when me and Keith went up to smoke, Jordan let us go. Not let us, but like, you know, didn't follow. Um, and when I left, I don't I honestly don't remember how I left. I think they paid for a lift because I didn't get 
driven home by Keith this time. So the point is, the second time around was cool. This was on my birthday. Okay. So let's get to the juiciest part of this entire ordeal. So basically, round two went off without a hitch. Like, it was cool. Jordan was cute, but Keith be stepping it up. I don't know what it is, but Keith be, the things he be saying, how he be putting it down, it is obviously, like, ooh, some sexual energy there, right? And Jordan's energy just kind of turns me off. Like, he's just kind of corny to me. Like, just... I don't know. It's just I was getting a vibe, but there was nothing to back it up until this past weekend. So I hit up Jordan like, hey, what's going on? How have you been? We haven't spoken since the last time or whatever. And Jordan's like, oh, glad you hit me up. I'm about to have a going away party. I was like, oh, you about to move or what's up? He's like, oh, no, I'm just moving around the corner or whatever. So I guess he wanted to have a going away party. When I show when when I get there, I re literally realize this nigga moved like three houses down. So whatever, any reason to have a fucking party, a bitch is with it. I was like, okay, when is it? I'll be there. So he said it was gonna be this. Ended up being this past weekend. I was like, all right, cool. So the day comes, and I'm like, you know, I wonder if Keith will be there. <laughs> just low key, I was just kind of like, mm, I wonder if he'll be there, but. Whatever, I'm dressed cute as fuck. And I also coincidentally put a dress on because I'm like, if anything got to be getting it popping, we can get it popping, okay? And I can have some quick access to the poppiness, okay? Pop the pussy for a real nigga. <laughs> but it's just, these are just thoughts in my head because a girl can dream and I love to fantasize about my life because if you're not fantasizing about, my, about your life, what is you doing? What is you doing? Are you, are you main character energy or not? Because my life is a show. And this night definitely proved that to be true. So... Yeah, the, I get to the party and it is literally, I tried to get both my friends to come. Shout out to Quincy and Ife because fuck both y'all. But it's fine that they didn't come because of what ended up transpiring. Um, Nife was like, no, because it's going to be too many straight men. And I was like, no, Jordan has a lot of girlfriends. It'll be cool. Um, but Nife ended up being right because when I got to this party, me and this girl was the only girl there. Literally. I got to the party an hour and a half late. So I'm like, damn the party started at nine it's like almost 11 at this time i'm like damn i thought i was late so um it is literally just me her and like a few niggas and so clearly one of those niggas is key <laughs> so i'm like i'm playing cool i'm playing cool because even though i know this nigga's fine and i would love the dick at any time that rhymed okay i'm a dime all the time okay let me stop um i'm i'm it's cool. I'm cooling. Like, I'm not a thirsty ass bitch. So I was like, hey, I, you know, slightly hug him, say what's up. But then I go hang with the girl because girl power and me and her added each other. We we cool. Um, So I started making drinks for everyone because Jordan is hosting the party. So he is like running around, yada, yada, yada. So I pour drinks for everyone. Um, A couple of us take shots, whatever. Little by little, niggas galore. Niggas start piling in. It is me, this girl, and I mean like 20 niggas. And I'm like, what's about to happen? I'm getting anxious because I don't like being around a lot of straight dudes. I don't like that energy. But they was cool. They actually was really, really cool. And at one point, the girl's like, oh, I got to leave. I said, bitch, you not about to leave me here with 20 niggas. These hoes going to try to run a gangbang on me. I am trying to go. So I started getting a little scared because I do not like that. Like, I for real ain't trying to be in a whole group with all these niggas. Um, but before she leaves, people just 
I, I tell you, I blink and it is like a massive party. It is like 100 people up in this space. And since Jordan is literally moving out, the whole apartment is vacant and it's like parties in every room. So they pull a table. Out. I'm like, oh, yeah, is it beer pong? And Jordan's like, no, girl, it's it's Jenga. I said, OK, I don't give a fuck because you know what I'm about to do? Play games. You know what I'm about to do? I'm going to win because y'all know me and I'm a Leo and I win everything. So, of course, I did not lose one time during the night. And men, we kept having the girls and men at the table. And the men kept on losing. Um, so, I like that, too. But in the midst of this, all these fine niggas kept trying to talk to me. Like, not talk to me, but they were not like, oh, what's your number? But was striking up conversation, buying me, or not buying me drinks. Bitch, we had a party with free drinks. Stop hyping yourself up. Getting me drinks. They just kept getting me drinks. To the point where one dude who was fine. Look, there was three dudes who was like really feeling me. One was tall and fine with locks. One was light skin and fine. And one had like, they all had beers that connect. And like, these niggas look like Instagram models. Like, I'm like, are all these niggas alphas? Because they all look like the typical ass, fine ass chocolate brown man on Instagram who everyone be lusting over. I'm like, damn, a bitch is really out here popping. Like, I am popping it for real. Um, so that very last shot that a nigga gave me, I was like, okay. And I'm like holding my literal stomach because I, that shot went down wrong. I'll go to the, to the, um, by the restroom and it's a line. I'm like, fuck, is it a line for the restroom? They're like, no, we just chilling here. So I go in immediately throw up. It literally threw up all the alcohol I just drank. And it kind of, you know how you have that, that drunk moment, you in the mirror, and you're like, ooh, you look good, bitch, you drug. You start laughing at yourself. So I also threw, I had just ate like a Big Mac or something and threw up all these onions. It was so fucking gross what I threw up. But I felt amazing afterwards. You know how you not too, I wasn't so far drunk, but I was like tipsy feeling good. But that one shot went down wrong. So I threw up like it was nothing. The fucking scene gets clogged. I'm trying to figure out how to get the fucking thing off clogged. I'm freaking out because I'm like drunk and like everyone knows and, and no one fucking cares or knows. And so I'm like, oh, I, I finally realized how to pull the thing up. I'm like, oh, I washed my hands. I'm grossed out with myself. I'm like, whatever. I feel a million times better. So I come out the party like, what's up? I'm dancing. Um, Dude still feeling me. They talking. Everyone is cool. This was a cool ass fucking party. Like for real, for real. So at one point, we Jenga is happening. So I joined Jenga again to play one more round. And Keith joins as well. So we weren't really talking during the night. He's very respectful. I really like his energy. He he be chilling. I be chilling. I was at the party alone. Everybody, I was talking to different people. I was chilling. So he... Oh, hold on, y'all. Hold on. So he... um, We're playing the same game. But he is doing so good at Jenga. And it's pissing me off. Because he's the first dude who came who understood i'm like what does this nigga do for a living because he got a good job is he like something with numbers or shit that makes sense because he knew exactly what pieces to pull at what time and that's me bitch first of all don't uh, don't like come around and try to like show me up this is my game i'm winning so i'm like uh who does nigga think he is <laughs> oh my oh my just being dumb um and so the game's over I don't lose. One of the random niggas lose. And I asked Keith if if he had um a blunt or like something to smoke because, you know, we usually go up to the roof and smoke. And he's like, no, I don't have nothing. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Don't worry about it. He's like, but I got you by the end of the night. I'm going to get my someone to, to bring me some weed because I'm going to get you by the end of the night. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, 
So whatever. I'm like, he ain't gonna remember. Whatever. The night goes on. I'm talking to people. Um, at one point, I go into uh another room i'm just like exploring it is so this party was a good time jordan knew how to put on a party okay so i come back to the to the main room where jenga's happening again keith comes up to me and he puts his arm around me and he whispers in my ear so he's telling me in my ear you know my dude is almost here with this weed we're gonna smoke blah blah but to probably anyone else to the blind eye it looks like he sweet talking me why jordan come from across the motherfucking room and he starts whispering into my other ear. But he's like yelling. He's like, so I have one nigga whispering in the ear about weed. And I got Jordan over here literally yelling. He's like, you so damn fine. I just want you to know you look so good. I just want to I just want to eat your ass up and blah, blah. And I'm like, it, it literally was like a movie. Like Keith is over here on one end just talking to me with his arm around me. And Jordan is over here screaming the other end competing. Like I'm like, at this point, it feels like you competing dog because this is weird you came all the way from across the room because you saw him whispering right here to yell in the other ear so i'm like what is going on it's weird but i'm living because i'm a messy bitch who lives for the drama hey girl i just wanted to let you girls know that i'm a real messy bitch i'm a messy bitch who lives for drama so y'all know what i'm thinking i'm like fight like <laughs> literally pull your dicks out swing sword fighting fight over a bitch okay i am living my best fantasy life thinking that both these niggas care that much about me okay <laughs> unfortunately keith is so unbothered he don't give two flying fucks he is literally in one ear like hey so i got this weed coming blah blah and then jordan is under the, jordan is in the other ear like you look so good i just oh blah, blah. and i'm like oh it's just just i don't know what to do it's just too much to handle right now so <laughs> i am y'all i'm telling y'all it was a movie i'm living i'm i'm drunk as hell i'm like oh yeah so i break free of these niggas i don't honestly don't even remember how i broke free but i walk into the other room because i'm like okay it's getting spicy um and you know i'm dancing and blah blah and just living it up chilling have a good time waiting on my weeds come and i think i just started feeling like super tipsy so i went to go sit down on the couch well, there ended up being like another cute dude who was sitting on the couch and we just, you know, I started having these moments where I don't remember everything, but then I remember like bits and pieces. So I remember me and this dude going into a whole deep conversation. We were like, I'm like, you know, if we died today, would you feel good about your life? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, me too. We having literally the deepest conversation. Like it was so cool. Everyone at this party was mad fucking dope. So, um, uh, so maybe like 20 minutes go by whatever Keith comes back he comes into the room he's looking for me he finds me he's like alright it's time he like ushering me to come on cause the weed is here and then I tell the dude on the couch oh let me get your Instagram what's up like let's connect blah blah I walk off with Keith I'm like we looking around it's just so many people here and I'm like I don't know if we supposed to be smoking in the party uh, actually I'm being messy because Jordan dadass told me we could go into the empty room or one of the rooms because he didn't allow people to smoke. But since the, the house is empty, we could smoke. But everyone was in that room and it was like a cloud of smoke. It was so packed. I'm like, mm, you trying to go to the roof, Keith? <laughs> so Keith like, yeah, shit, let's go. So we go to the roof. We chilling. We smoking. It's Y'all bear with me because we taking a journey. Um, Yeah, so I get super high. We, we just talking. I don't know what the fuck we talking about. But at one point. Keith starts talking about eating a girl pussy. 
And he's just like, and you know, I blah, blah, and I be sucking on it. And I'm like, I turn to him and I'm like, you trying to start something? Because don't be talking like that if you're not about to do this. Like, so I get on his lap. I'm grinding on him. We still, you know, we, I got my clothes on. I got a dress on. But like, he holding on to my waist. We start to make out. And just a side note, bitch, didn't I throw up early in the party? I'm like, ugh, niggas is gross. You over here kissing the drunk, gross girl who, who threw up at the party. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Because we were still in the moment. And it was, whew, it was a moment. Like, we was really going at it all of a sudden. Someone just bust up into the to the rooftop. What the hell is going on between the sheets and my home? So there's like a door and you can go and, and open it, but no one knows about the roof. So someone busts in. I jump off of Keith because I'm like, whoa, it feels like we got caught. Y'all, why is Jordan? Jordan comes up and he is fucking fuming. He's like, oh, really? Y'all don't come up here to our spot without me? So me and Keith look at each other like, what? Like, so it, it had me so caught off guard. This nigga ran, like, bum rushed up here like he was somebody daddy. Like, oh, I caught y'all. And so I did feel like I had got caught, but I thought some random person from the party was up here. And we over here dry humping like it was like we was on some nasty shit. So I'm like, uh, so I'm discombobulated trying to get my composure. I'm drunk. We just literally was getting it off, like getting it popping. And Keith is so calm. He do not give a fuck. Like, Jordan is livid. He's like, I, I noticed y'all wasn't at this party. Keep in mind, y'all, it's 100 people at this party. The fact that he realized both of us was missing from this party. He's like, I noticed you wasn't there. Then Keith wasn't there. So I'm like, they must be together. Y'all wasn't outside. So I knew y'all had to be up here. And he's like, y'all really just going to come up here without me? And I'm like, nigga, are we a trio? Are we all dating? Was we supposed Did I was like, did I miss something? I'm like... So I'm like, uh, we didn't plan this. And Keith's like, yeah, we just came up here and started smoking. And then I said, then we started getting it popping. Why Jordan grabbed me by the arm? This nigga grabs me by the arm. He was like, okay, let's get it popping then. I'm like, uh, hold what you got. First of all, like, you have no entitlement to me. I was like, I'm not, like, I, I didn't know what to say because I was drunk. And I'm like, whoa, he had me shook. He came up there like, like, hi. I'm like, um, I'm not on that type of time. I'm like. I wasn't even trying to do nothing. I was just here to smoke. And then we started getting popping with my lying ass. Cause I know why I wore, I know why I was wearing a dress that night. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I didn't, I, I'm just like lost for, I literally cannot. I, he fucked my whole composure up. I'm like, he's sitting down calm as fuck. He like, shit, it just happened. Like we chilling. What's up? And so Jordan is fucking mad. Like he really is pissed. Like for real, for real. And he like throwing a big ass grown man tantrum, like for real, for real. And he's like, you know what? He, and he was like, yeah, so you trying to get it pop? I said, no, I'm not on that type of time, dude. What the fuck? And he's like, all right, I'm going back to the party. And I'm like, I was like, and I, so I like put my hand up to him. Like, you don't have to go. Like, you can chill up here. But like, I'm not on that type of pop, that type of time, nigga. It's a whole party downstairs that you hosting. What are you doing? Like, why are you acting like this? And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. And he literally storms off and goes downstairs. So it's like. I'm standing there shook. Keith is sitting down, like, literally on some shrug, Kanye shrug, like, okay, I don't care. And so I sit down next to him, and I'm like, I, like, I just couldn't, I was trying to, like, I didn't know what to think. I'm like, did I disrespect some boundary? Like, 
am I the drama? Am I the drama? Am I did I did I cause this? So I'm like, uh, Keith, should we just go back downstairs? Cause he seems mad. And this is when I realized Keith is a fucking menace. Okay. Keith said, nah, he good. <laughs> Keith said, nah, he good. And then he passed me the blinds. Like, you want to keep smoking? I said, okay, I guess we good. I guess we just going to keep smoking. So I guess we don't give a fuck this nigga mad. And this nigga hosting this part. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I feel like if you mad, be mad at your friend. Because I don't owe you nothing. I do not literally owe you my, I don't owe you anything. But at this moment, I'm drunk. So I'm trying to be nice. And I'm like, did I, did I literally cannot figure out what I did wrong. Because I'm like what the we're not a trio we never stated that we always have to do this shit together like what the fuck me and keith can do whatever fuck we want i can do whatever i want to do so keith said we good so we continue to sit up there and at one point keith pins me up to the wall and he sucks the soul out of my fucking clit so i'm literally shaking like we is outside on this rooftop under the moon in the dark doing a damn thing and i'm like shit what if somebody comes back up here i'm like should we get some privacy so we go around the corner? Because it's like, I don't know if y'all know how New York Roost is, but it's like you can kind of go to like a back, back session, section. Well, we should have did in the first place, but we weren't even thinking about it. We really, it just was kind of spontaneous, even though I wore that dress. I knew it was a, but anyways, we went around the corner. And when I tell you this nigga pounded me down, like we was not, it was not no damn quick. It wasn't no, no five minute shit. We was up there for a while bitch we went to town on that rooftop like on god it was orgasmic y'all like i was i had my leg lifted in the air i'm like nigga what like girl girl (laughs) my god he like when we was done my my knees were literally weak i'm like god damn my nigga what the fuck and of course he vocal as hell so he like shit this shit is good as fuck like it was glorious okay i don't even be i told myself i would never gonna be able to fuck a nigga without two niggas being present i'm like oh it's gonna take two niggas for me to really get that nut off because niggas ain't shit i really don't care for men like that but i'm telling you keith did it for a bitch like he set that party off okay we did we had to do we finish up we go back down to the party and we is just all over each other we dancing he you know we just I don't know the, the shit the energy was good we was all up on each other like we just stayed by each other and and of course we come downstairs and niggas all the niggas who was trying to talk to me looking like oh fuck this nigga keith then bagged it and i'm like y'all don't even know what we just did upstairs okay at this point my i had a ponytail and the shit was fucked up like i had to wrap it around my head because we just it, I, the nigga knocked it out the frame like it i looked way i was way different than when i went upstairs so whatever the the party went off without a hitch but i just was like i was way too drunk and at one point me and keith was grinding on each other so hard to song that i was like whoa like we is not about to fucking go to this party like on some usher in this club shit is getting too hot and heavy so like when i get too drunk i'm ready to go because i don't know what could happen to me i'm here by myself i'm like Mm, so I like literally just walk off from Keith while we dancing. He like, I don't know what he's thinking because I don't even know that I know that what I'm thinking because we was just grinding way too hard. It was getting too heteronormative for me. I'm like, oh, I don't want it. It's just too much. So I just walk off. I go back to the couch. I'm sitting down. I'm chilling. I'm like, it's time to go. So I go find Keith and I'm like, 
I think I want to leave, but my phone's dead. He's like, oh, I'm going to call you a lift. He calls me a $40 lift because my, my house is far as fuck from this place. Like, I live in, in, let me not tell you where I live, but it's far as fuck where I'm at. I'm in like Flatbush, which is like super far down. And so I'm like, all right, well, I promise as soon as I get my phone on, I'll pay you for the lift. He's like, Psh, don't worry about that. Jordan could never, okay? Jordan's ass could never because his ass would have never paid for my fucking $4 lift or even offered. So, yeah. So I leave. What a glorious night. Um, Go to sleep. Just thinking about that shit. It was great. Why when I wake up, Jordan ass calls me the next morning. I'm like, oh, here this nigga go. Well, first of all, he texts me. He's like, did you get home safe? I was like, yeah, I made it. Then he calls. I'm like, what's up? So we talking and then I was like, you know what? I need to tell him about himself. I was like, what was up with that? Like, and he tried to clean it up on some like, you know, I just felt left out because I'm the link of how you met Keith. So I just felt like I should have been included. I said, so you felt entitled to my pussy? He was like, that's not what I'm saying. I feel like you put in weird words on it. I was like, no, that's what you're saying. Because I said, if I had met Keith at that party, would you have been mad if me and him fucked? He was like, no, I wouldn't care. I said, if I had met anyone else at that party, would you have been mad if I fucked one of your friends? He's like, no, I wouldn't care. I said, okay, so why did you care? He goes, I just felt like I was the link. And we met on some like, he's like, if y'all had like, you know, got each other's number that night and did what y'all did, I wouldn't have cared. But we met and y'all were at my place of residency. I was like, you don't live, you don't even live there no more. He's like, well, y'all are at my rooftop, like whatever. And I'm like, we wasn't even in your apartment. Like, what are you talking about? What are you just making shit up to act like there's a reason for you to have been that mad? And it's weird. And he's like, uh, I, well, you know what? Actually, I really didn't even care. I didn't even, I, I, I feel like you trying to make this bigger than what it was. I said, you came up there having a whole temper, temper, temper tantrum. He was like, I, you know, people were, this is my party. I'm responsible for everybody. I didn't even drink one time at that party. And then it dawned on me when I poured shots at the beginning of that party, he walked away. He did not drink one time at the, at that party. So when he came up to the roof, with that smoke, I'm thinking we all having a drunk moment and he just spazzing because he drunk. This nigga was sober as fuck. Sober as hell, having a whole fucking possessive ass weird shit moment. I'm like, whoa, nigga, you was sober on being weird like that? That's crazy to me. And he's like, people were drunk and I need to make sure that nobody is um goes too far, goes to the roof and, and, and falls off the roof. I say, you just made that shit up because when you came up there, I was drunk and remember you saying, I'm looking for y'all. Y'all not outside. So I knew y'all had to be up here. I said, so why are you sitting up here lying? You specifically went to look for us and bust us. He was like, I, you know, it slightly pissed me off, but I also didn't care. I said, nigga, those are contradictions. Did you care? Or, or were you slightly pissed off? Those are two different things. Why won't you just admit to what you are upset about so we can get to the root of the problem? Because this is weird. I said, have you and Keith ever fucked a girl before together? He's like, yes, we have fucked another girl before. I said, would you care if she fucked Keith? Would you care if she was at that party and they went to the roof? He was like, no. I said, so what is it? Why do you care so much that I went up there with him? You keep saying I care when I'm telling you I don't care. I'm like, yo, this conversation, we talked for like almost an hour. The conversation went in circles. I'm like, I was like, you know what? My, my lunch is almost over. I got to go because like. I, like, he would not let me out, get off that phone. I said, you know what? I'm a grown woman. He's like, yes, and you can do whatever you want to do with your body. I'm not trying to tell you or make you feel like I was entitled to your body. I said, then why you come up there getting weird on some weird shit? You literally grabbed my arm trying to tell me, okay, let's get it popping. Like I owed you some sex. I said, if you didn't care, why you storm downstairs? Why you didn't stay up there and chill with us? 
Why you get so mad? He's like, because if we wasn't getting it popping, then I'm going back down to the party. Okay, nigga. So you felt entitled to my pussy and you was not about to get none. You thought I was feeling you? You thought I was feeling you? That nigga munch. Nigga, either he ate it for lunch. Bitch, on my body, I get what I want like. Bitch, say balance, keep it a beam. Know to be mad, I be on the scene. Like, that nigga was dead ass. A munch. Like, he was being weird as fuck. And I'm like, well, you thought you did something because you left. Keith said it was cool, and we still fucked. Yo. The phone goes radio silent. Like, he... First of all, I thought he would have known because a bitch came back forever later with her hair jacked up. So I thought it was an obvious thing that we ended up doing what the fuck we was going to do regardless, my nigga. Um, but no, he went silent. Like he was like, it caught him the fuck off guard. He could not even, he literally was speechless. I said, hello, because I thought he hung up. Like I was like, what happened? Did we lose connection? No, nah, that nigga was mad. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know what? I don't care because it's never going to happen again anyway. I was like, what's not going to happen? Oh, you don't want to have a threesome anymore? Like, ooh, big threats, nigga. Because first of all, you corny as hell and we will never fuck again. Trust me when I say it was the, it was hype because of Keith in the first place. And he's like, no, nah, I'm just, it's never going to happen where we're all in the same room or at a party like that. I said, okay, well, I'm going to go. And he's like, he is trying not to get off this phone and seem like a sucker, I guess. I don't fucking... I literally am so shook by Jordan's actions that I don't even know how to respond to the weird shit. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. Because if me, you, and my friend had a threesome and it was a girl, I, I'm telling y'all now, I wouldn't give a fuck if they got married. I don't care. I don't want you. You don't want me. So what is this? A pissing contest? This is you trying to be better than your friend? You need to get at the root of why you really mad about this. And But then he also said that, he wouldn't care. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. It was just weird. It was weird the way he was acting. So he tried not to let me off the phone. I'm like, look, my, I have to go. I got to cook for my kids. Literally, I, I'm going off lunch. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm just trying to reach out to people, make sure everyone's good. And somebody, you know, left their jacket and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I said, is, my, is it cream with some fur? And he's like, yep. I said, send me a picture. And Lord and behold, I left my motherfucking jacket at this nigga house. I'm like, oh, my God. So I got to go back. I, I've caught y'all all the way up. That's what's happening now. Going to have to see this nigga regardless. But I'm definitely going to tell him about himself because that's some weird ass rapey behavior. The way like men truly feel entitled to women like that. And, you know, I don't feel like in that moment he was going to rape me. But the fact that he grabbed my arm and was like, nah, let's do it. Sober as fuck. I am literally drunk. And. It was just weird to me. Like, you see me over here doing some stuff and you like, oh, what's up? No, like, what? You, it was crazy. It was truly, truly crazy to me. Like, I'm like, wow. Like, it's crazy that men act like women are crazy, jealous, or messy, or compete with their friends and want them so bad. That is literally what happened. This nigga was really weird like that. And I'm telling you, Keith didn't give two fucks. Like... Nigga is a mess. Nigga is crazy. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. Like, women are not as crazy as y'all thinking it'd be y'all. Like, nar, nar. It'd be niggas. Y'all be acting wild. All this over a whole ass lesbian. So I had to share that with y'all because it was so juicy. I was like, this was like a movie for real. Like, a bitch could have made this shit all up and had y'all going for a second because it was that wild. Like I, 
And don't worry, I have I have changed people's names to protect their little egos and male fragility. But definitely had to share with y'all. I'm de- I, I need to tell y'all before the world ends. I need to definitely tell everyone my crazy stories because I am living. Like one thing I'm gonna do before I go up out of here is live. And also shout out to um the mom from Baby Boy, Tyrese's mom in there because. She had her, I think, 50th birthday, and she had a, a threesome with two dudes on the same way. And she was on a podcast talking about it. I'm like, yes, because women, it, I'm telling y'all, if y'all are single or if you're just taking a break from that nigga who ain't shit, have one. Make sure it's with two dudes you can really trust because I thought I could trust this nigga. But it still was good. Like, they still were ve- very respectful, made it about me, gave me all of the attention, bitch. Still give me attention. I still got play. Like... Um, so and they were very respectful. They continued to speak to me respectful, even though Jordan did that weird shit when I did what he didn't feel like I should be doing strange behavior. Um, but I want y'all to be living y'all best life because guess what? Your girl is so and Ooh, all right, y'all. I had to had to drink because bitch was thirsty because uh but I'm here to bring you guys my black sheep of the week. Of the week. Black, black sheep of the week. Hey, black sheep of the week. <laughs> so my black sheep of the week is going to go to none other than Gabriella Karifa Johnson. <clears throat> she was making headlines this week because like I said earlier in the episode, Kanye West's whack ass went in on this big black woman because he knew that the public would have a harder time defending a black woman, especially a bigger black woman. But his shit didn't work. We're not going to overshadow this amazing woman by giving him any more attention. We're just going to talk about how it's amazing that he got that he brought so much spotlight to someone who is so incredible. Because before this, I had not even heard of her. I'm not going to lie. So she's a New York based stylist and editor known for her keen eye for up and coming designers, as well as her narrative led approach aimed at diversifying diversifying representation and fashion. So she sees the girls. She brings the girls out. She gives the girls their their coins, their money, their spotlight. So this is someone who is working to make sure people of color are in the spaces that they deserve. Um, she's known for her looks, pairing colors, textures, silhouettes. And she's worked as an associate fashion editor under fashion director uh, Tone Goodman at Vogue. The fashion director at Garage Magazine in 2017. And in 2021, she became the first black woman to style a cover of Vogue. Um, she's a contributing fashion editor at, oh, at large. Okay, bitch. Large and in charge. And she has styled 13 international covers of Vogue featuring Serena Williams, Paloma Alesser, and Kamala Harris and Amanda Gorman. So she is... This woman is truly incredible to be in the space that she's at, to have fought, to be a woman at large. Like we are going to give this woman her roses because she's amazing. And I looked at her art and her um, styling and all like she is dope. So we will never let a black woman be overshadowed by a nigga who just got motherfucking issues, an evil ass man. So Gabriella, we got you, girl. And so many people have come to her defense, which I love. Love to see it. So continue to do you. Um, What have I been watching? First of all, all right, we're going to start with Atlanta again because I actually really enjoyed this episode. I do have my critiques because, you know, it's still got some weird feelings to me. But 
I watched the, the latest ep- episode, Light Skinned It, or Light Skinned. Is it Light Skinned or Light Skinned It? Because I know we say Light Skinned, but whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, First of all, I really enjoyed seeing his family, his parents, and showing, like, like I, my issues last week, real Black people. I especially enjoyed the fact that this light-skinned aunt who thought everyone was jealous of her and mad at her was actually the issue. She was the drama because I have an aunt just like that in my family. And it's like, this is so telling. Light-skinned people, very given very much Amanda Seals, who think that black people hate them because they light-skinned and have privilege. No, bitch. You just be beside yourself, taking over space, running over people because you think that you can and you have all this power and privilege and then acting like people can't stand you for your skin color. It actually does not. Colorism does not work in reverse. Nobody sees light skinned people and is like, I hate them specifically because they got that light color. Look at that color. Look how ugly that color. No, people do that to dark skinned people. You literally treat them differently for that. People do not treat light skinned people differently. You still have the whole community of black people uplifting you for being lighter than everyone else. You are literally able to get the privilege and passes that you get for being light skinned. Her having the success that she has or feeling like she runs the family or do the shit that she do, took, t- taking the, uh, the uncle's money specifically because you light skin. And that's the same shit that happens in my family. People see my e- evil ass light skin aunt as um, innocent or even though everyone knows that she's scammer and crazy. It's like, oh, she's a pretty light skin aunt and people continue to let her do her bullshit because she has so much privilege for her skin color. So. I was like, this is very, very real. Like, finally an episode where it does feel like, you know, this shit could happen. And the fucking episode was hilarious. Basically, the mama, uh, Ern's mom is like, we gonna, I'm going to steal my daddy back from the evil light-skinned aunt. And she does. They get, they get to church. She made up with this woman specifically to devise this plan. And what I love is some really good revenge, okay? I told you I live for the drama. I live for the fucking drama. She devised this whole plan, got in cool with this messy ass aunt. And as soon as the aunt brought the daddy, because she over here t- caring for their daddy who is really old and sickly um, because she getting his income, his uh, social security. As soon as Ern and the light skin aunt got out the car, the mama took off with the daddy. So not only does this bitch continue to follow Ern the rest of the day, but she calls the cops on the rest of the family. And that's some light skin shit for your ass. That's some shit that they would really do. So I did like the episode because it was entertaining as hell. But then at the end of the episode, when they're trying to get away, it very much gave me the image that like Ern was upset because he's like, I'm really tired of dealing with the family shit. And it, it gave me one of those feelings where it was like they finally got out at the end. They the lady told them you can go through the back door. She could clearly see them from the back door, but she was like, as long as you don't turn back and you walk away from your family, that's the, as long as you walk away and you don't look back, that's the only way you'll get away with it. So lo, lo and behold, they walk away. She never sees them. They just get away. And it gives this feeling basically of like, I've outgrown my family and my family's bullshit and drama. So I'm just never going to look back. And I understand that to a certain point because, you know, I moved to Texas I was over my family shit and feeling like I wasn't accepted in my family. But I feel like from Ern's point of view, it given very much, this is black ghetto shit. I don't want to be dealing with all this craziness. This is how black people be acting. And I'm tired of it. Like it'd be different if your family is treating you a certain way. It didn't seem to me like anyone was treating him any certain way. It was like, I'm just tired of the ish. But what you don't understand is say your mama gets sick and she about to die. That causes rifts in families. That's not just black shit. That's shit that could happen in anyone's family. 
Everyone loves to act like they above the bullshit until it's you, until you, we all in our forties and our parents are about to pass or our fifties and everybody fighting over mama stuff. Everyone having drama or everyone's mad at daddy because blah, blah. So it's easy to be like, oh, let me walk away from this and go get a white wife. Like he did in real life. When in reality it has nothing to do with the fact that we black. It's just the fact that shit like this happens. People have real issues with people and you never can walk away from your family fully. Like I don't walk away from my family. I still talk to my family all the time. I love my family. We disagree. We have different issues, but I'm not completely turning my back on my family ever. So while I did enjoy the show. Like I said, I still got uh, my critiques, but this was a really good episode. Like each season, I feel like there's one episode that just has this clutch on me. And I'm like, okay, I fuck with this cine- cinematography. And this was the episode for me. Last season, I think it was the um, the nanny, the black nanny. I can't remember the name of the episode. Um, damn, I can't remember it. But the uh, Trini to the Bone, that episode got me. So this was my episode. Uh, what else I've been watching? I've been watching House of the Dragon. Listen, I got to get up out of here so I can't. I, I got to go to this karaoke tonight. I got to get my shit together. But what I will say about House of the Dragon is I'm happy that Damon and uh, Rhaenyra is going to be together. I'm sorry. It's gross, but it's fine. I'm living for it. And I know it's going to be fucking crazy. I'm also happy that she did not kill her husband because he did not deserve to die. But I was waiting for him to die because I'm like, he's so irrelevant he's gonna end up dying they made him really wimpy like he's not gonna have no character development and i was like he gonna die well they end up sending him away and letting him live his very best gay life so i was like yes um i can't stand allison and when her husband called her by her his wife's name i was living the drama with the kids got crazy real like i thought i was gonna end up liking the younger son of allison uh allison's younger son but fuck no that nigga didn't got beside himself and stole the dragon i'm like Oh no, they're gonna be a problem. The white hair is gonna be a problem. They're gonna be the y'all know that as time goes on, there's no more uh uh Daenerys ends up being the last Targaryen. So I'm like, they're gonna be the, the fucking end of the shit. Like the older brother is a hot ass mess, mas- masturbating the people on the ground and just getting drunk. Just a fucking hot ass mess. The younger brother then got evil, got his eye slashed out. And to me, I feel like that's gonna be a pivotal moment where that like does something serious as he gets older he gonna he lost that eye he got his dragon but i feel like mm, that's gonna be a pivotal moment just like very much like the brother being pushed out the window by jamie lannister and uh game of thrones i feel that happening um so yeah abbott elementary it does it again abbott is so good abbott makes me feel like hopeful for the world it is so good quinta is really killing it like i love that fucking show uh, what else have I been watching? Tuca and Birdie. Did I talk about that last time? I can't remember, so I don't want to go over it again. But if you haven't watched Tuca and Birdie, do it. I know we upset with Tiffany Haddish. She settled out of court. But I'm telling you, that show is good. It's really, really good. Um, what else have I been watching? What else have I been watching? Um, Married to Madison wasn't good enough for me to cover. So uh, it was, but it's like, uh, it's nothing I need to really... Same old bullshit, just circulating around um so we'll get off of that uh my micro of the week okay my microaggression of the week i am so tired of all you people over talking black women it's it, you know we are the most oppressed group because racism sexism featureism we have it at the lowest so i feel like speaking to men they over talk us speaking to other black women they over talk us like 
I get so irritated when people over talk black women. Whenever I see black women on shows or like on um, like the news speaking out for black rights or black issues, the other anchors over talk them or the interviewers will let ask them a question to smooth over talk them. And I noticed that this happens to me. And it and when I see them on the news and people over talk them or they're on like a, a platform speaking up, they will address whatever the person's question is what i have done because this happened to me twice this week arguing with people at Missouri school they will say their piece then it's my turn to respond and they will just continue to talk over me as i'm trying to respond especially because i'll be right they want to break down your focus and you forget what you're talking about so what i start to do is instead of responding to what they're saying and having a valid point i say i'm still talking i'm still talking as y'all heard me say when i was speaking to them cops i'm still talking don't talk over me i'm still talking I have the floor. Be quiet. I do that every single time. And it pisses people off because people see white people's authority. So when they hear a white man talking or a white woman, they let them talk. Or if they're crying, they give them the full floor and they like comfort them. When a black woman is talking, they're like, oh, hear this woman going. Just especially like how Kanye be acting like he he does this very well. He belittles the fuck out of black women and does not give them the room to feel like they have a voice. Almost to the point where gas gaslights black women. That when we're speaking, we feel like when people over talk us, they'll try to gaslight you into thinking that you are cutting them off as well. No, people do this to me all the time. And I say, I'm spe- I I literally say, I don't care how I look because you already th- gonna think I'm a bitch. I stop you dead in your tracks to tell you I am still talking. I'm not going to address what you're talking about until you give me the floor. And I completely give people the room to talk. And then I say, now it's my turn. Do not say nothing else. So I just want y'all to know that it's a microaggression when you don't let black women speak. So when you speak into the next black woman that you talk to, shut the fuck up when you talk to me for I embarrass you, period. All right, y'all, we are out to our party favors. And because I just had some Facebook drama, I am going, not even drama, because bitches be arguing with themselves. I am going to give my party favor and it's going to be this. I would love for women to be liberated, right? I'm not, when I say that, it doesn't mean that when I'm happy for Tia leaving her husband, that means that I hate for any woman to be married. That doesn't mean when I'm happy for women who do do not have kids that I hate that I have kids, right? I am very secure in who I am. And when I'm speaking about the liberation of women, it is because I want women to truly be happy and to release themselves from the shackles of oppression in this fucking country. Of course, that's going to take the system changing for us to truly be free. But what we can do in our own ways is be aware of these systems so that we do not fall in place to them. I was on Facebook talking about how I was happy for um, women leaving marriages and standing up for themselves and realizing that they would rather have their own happiness than a facade. Here come this... Um, ho ass woman going off talking about my husband is the best and you jealous of me and blah 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 blah, blah. and it was embarrassed like she was truly embarrassing herself everyone was on it looking at how embarrassed she was she was trying to throw slugs literally talking shit about my family just to try to get a reaction out of me and it did not work other people were joining in like girl you sound crazy right now because she absolutely did so i just wanted to say i would like for women to truly understand the patriarch and understand that even if you are happy in your relationship, the system is designed to oppress black people, women, all of that, uh, gay or LGBTQ, all of that. So even if you are, if you are following the system, there is no way to thrive in a system that is not for you. 
you can be in a relationship and be the woman and he has the male roles, but manhood literally is oppressing is the oppression of women. There is no way to thrive while being someone's literal slave. So yes, if you are in a happy relationship, we're not talking to you and a hit dog will holler because you can only be upset about me wanting women to be liberated from unhappy situations. If you are unhappy yourself, if you are sitting there like Allison playing the role on a house of the dragon, playing the role, you will only be upset at other women who are living their lives freely because you decided that your identity and your worth comes with being that role that society has put you in. My word doesn't come from being a mom. I have a life outside of that. My whole identity is not motherhood. So when people talk shit about moms or like, I'm glad I ain't got kids because fuck these kids. I'd be like, good for you. Literally. I am glad you didn't have kids because if you had kids and you don't like them, you'd be making your child miserable. I love my kids. So it doesn't make me mad to see people talk shit about not having kids. I don't give a fuck. So the fact that it makes people so upset, insecure men, pick me women, so upset when I talk about how happy I am that women are freeing themselves from the shackles of oppression, you got to get to the root of why you feel that way about yourself. Why are you so mad and your, your worth is so directly tied to being someone's wife and having a man want you that you are that upset you have to come to my post about it? Girl, child. So my party favorite, my party favorite. Yeah, my party favorite, I was right, is to liberate yourself so that you don't walk around mad at the next woman who is liberated as well. And for all of those who judged me on this episode, you was going to call me a hoe anyway. <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace.